Yeah, I, I haven't been up on, you know, since closing down, I haven't been up on current events in the last few weeks other than, or I mean a little bit. What do you mean closing down? Uh, we shut the store down. Really? Permanently? Yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah. We never recovered from COVID. Huh. So it got it got a little, uh, it, that's why we're, we're actually on a road trip. Me, me and you are. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, Look, yep. here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Cheers. Guns don't kill people. I do. And I'm not I'm proud to admit on camera and on camera that I will never talk about the Good choice. I tried to find the five-speed automatic bitch version of that, <laughs> oh, wow. but it's not that. out there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got first off, we got a guest here, Dougie. Hey, how you doing? Straight out of Texas. Welcome, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I've known you for geez, close to twenty years now. I think over twenty years. Over now. Twenty. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. Toured the world <laughs> together. Been around the world. Yeah. Yep. Nope. So to pay that off, that was Golden Earring, mm-hmm. the Dutch band. Mm-hmm. And the first, that's funny that you're here, because the first tour that I ever went on, we covered that song. Really? Yeah. And, I have a re- and what you are referring to is a recording made off a boombox of us playing a party here in Sonoma County, way before I lived here. Uh, what, actually, what I remember is you playing that uh, in my living room. Oh. When you guys, oh, had, actually, you guys put a show on. Yeah. 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 Dang, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. The, the Gravenstein house that we right referenced from time to time. Yeah, the first tour that we ever, I think we went up to Oregon and then down here and then Chico, maybe something like that. And that was in Five Speed. That was in Five Speed. And, and Doug was on that tour. No, no. no okay. This is. I was like. So I, 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 was, I think I was like nineteen. Okay, I, I wasn't twenty-one yet. I remember that. Uh-huh. I I met you when you lived at Gravenstein, right? And you had a race car bed. Yeah, man, everything. <laughs> Hard to talk about Gravenstein and not reference the race car bed. When my brother, so we had this race car bed, and it's just a college flop house. We used to have shows there, and um, when so random people would just stay on that in that race car bed. To come home from the bars or bands mm-hmm. would stay there. And then in between tours, I'd sublet my room out and then I'd sleep in the race car bed. And um, he said when he cleaned, when he moved out, he was the last one to move out and he picked that thing up off the floor to take it to the dump. <laughs> he said, because it was like I'd, every 
STD <laughs> and, and, and bacteria and air, like it was so disgusting. So there's used nice. condoms like stuffed into the sides. Oh god. <laughs> that's I hope hey, he was wearing gloves. At least we were being safe. Yeah, that's that's where, that's definitely where I first met you. Um, yeah, I think I think there was going to be a show and you were living like in your living room or something. Right. And I I went by there and everybody's like Gravenstein House and yeah, that's where I first met you. But yeah. that's that was before. We that was well before we ever toured together, though. Right? Yeah, because yeah. you were working with a band that I would eventually end up playing with. Yeah, you don't talk about those things on here, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. Good. I mean, you don't talk about the bands you were in. Right? No. No. Yeah. 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 Why is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk about it off the podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's re- it's really weird. Like, uh, I some of the guys that I met last night, mm-hmm. it seemed like they kind of have no idea. Yeah, they, uh, most of those guys, because we had a party here last night, mm-hmm. we had a cookout, and then most of those guys know that they played music, uh, they even know some of the names, but we actually just went camping with another family that we've been camping with for, I don't know, five, six years, a couple times a year, uh, become pretty close with them, but their son is learning how to play guitar, mm-hmm. and he's learning country guitar, which is something I'm kind of familiar with, and he was playing something, and I said, hey, um, do you want me to show you an easier way to do that? And I grabbed the guitar, like, dude, try it like this, you know, and I'll show him like a way to, to kind of learn this technique. It's called chicken picking, like your country hybrid picking. And uh, his parents were like, I didn't know you knew how to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You are a great guitar player. Thank you. Yep. Better, ba- better bass player. But. That's what's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> how many people do you know that are like, world-class guitar players but that's not their best inter- instrument <laughs> yeah i know exactly you know yeah so the theremin uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you I've, my true, my elephant true in the passion. room here <laughs> didgeridoo didgeridoo so dougie you guys are on a giant road trip yeah yeah it's uh we started out mm-hmm. in san antonio so you're originally from texas dallas yeah dallas And when I had first met you here in California and you started working with the band that I was touring with way before I was in the band, and I immediately gravitated towards you because when I moved to Sonoma County, everyone asked me if if I was from Texas. Like, you from Texas? Well, you kind of... No, Humboldt County. Yeah, I mean, you can probably, for the people listening, they're probably like, what the fuck's up with this guy's accent? (laughs) You know, like, but... uh, Which is true, but then when I take people where I'm from in Humboldt County, everyone has that accent. Yeah. It's it's very bizarre. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we we had Northern talked. To, yeah, we had talked about that before. How people always thought that you were from Texas. Yeah, and you're like I'm from Northern California. You're right? from Texas, and yeah. then a guitar player was from Texas. Yeah, and everyone thought I was from Texas. So people just started assuming. Are you guys? You guys are like a Texas band? Yeah, <laughs> no, Northern California. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. So before we started recording, you were uh, kind of telling the the story how you guys came on this road trip, and I think have we done? I think we've done at least. One commercial. Yeah, I mean, Matt's, for, Matt's mentioned our store before, so I owned a uh, a tattoo shop and gun store combination in one. Yes. Which is funny because I think when I was talking to all my distributors, we started up, literally opened the doors five weeks before COVID. Okay. Um, the mayor's office was right next door to us. Mm, the people who were shutting us down. <laughs> couldn't, have better, couldn't have better conditions. Yeah, well. <laughs> couldn't be better. You're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, At least you know that uh, you're always going to be in compliance. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we ended up a couple weeks ago deciding we had, our, we had an ATF inspection, 
um, and went, went great. Like, you know, they said everything was great, but, um, that kind of got me looking more into the books and we're like, man, we just never recovered for COVID. So we, we kind of, uh, very, being a very small shop, it's like hard to get inventory. Um, it's, you know, the supply chains, you know, I mean, Putin, you know, yeah, I mean, he's exactly. really like screwed well, us. Climate change. Yeah. yeah. Putin's climate change. We war. had nine 11 just a while ago. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never forget so, yeah, Vietnam. But no, it just got to a Gulf point. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of got to a point where we, you know, I decided like, man, this is a lot of work for just a little, little uh we should start a podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) for just a little return you know and so uh we we decided to close down because after they came in i was like really scrutinizing my books and everything so correct me if i'm wrong but at least out here i think this is true that uh covid introduced a shit ton of demand into the gun industry right it did Mm -hmm. but if if you don't have the inventory then you can't really take advantage of that is that right so um, we, like I said, we opened our doors five weeks before the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. We, the mayor's office was next door. Um, he's very anti-gun anyways. Um, but his, one of his assistants, um, college girl in college who was like just getting college credits, learning the system was like, um, came over and actually told us it was going to happen. Hmm. So like they're on calls with all these other major cities. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be a, they are going to shut down the country. Yeah. So we're like, whoa, for this two is weeks crazy. for two weeks. Right. And it's going to flatten the curb and everything will be fine. Right. Isn't so, that funny? That's how they all made the decisions too. And I just, I, I was looking to see if I saved the clip. I didn't, but this, uh, I think it was the director of the CDC mm-hmm. at the time. Michelle Walensky. Yeah, yeah. Was talking about how, um, they came to the decisions that the, that the federal government did to shut down. And they just called oh, other governors right. and things like, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to, sh- okay, you're going to shut down. Okay, cool. We're going to shut down too. And like they created this bizarre like, feedback loop yeah. of like, yeah. no one wants to not be doing the safe. Exactly. Yeah. And so therefore nobody was actually looking at the scientific justification for doing these for lockdowns. COVID? No, <laughs> I know. I thought they were following the science, but yeah. Yeah. They were trusting so. it. They were trusting the science. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that, that was when, when it finally got announced, like we were kind of making a joke about it, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, like into the world apocalypse. Oh, come get your guns. Um, and we sold out of everything we had in stock in two days, three days, yeah. all ammo, wow. all every modern firearm we had in there. We had yeah. some antiques and stuff left just gone. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a line out the door and it was like, so let me, let me ask you this is, okay. So first off to set this up, how, cause here in California, we have some of the strictest gun laws. Yeah. And I lived here for 15 years. So right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there are, obviously- you worked in a gun shop here too. Uh, right? I didn't work in a gun shop. Uh, I worked in music in San Francisco. Oh, okay. But, and so, um, obviously they're a lot looser in Texas, but did you experience this? Because I remember- buying stuff for, I think deer season was coming up. I was mm-hmm. getting stuff for my bow. And I would go, it was, it was during that panic when everyone was just like was buying firearms. And I remember there was a separate line for first time firearm buyers. And then everyone else, and so it's like me and the two other dudes in this other line, I was like, I need, I think I needed tips for my arrow. And I was gonna see if they had any like um, ammo and for my hunting rifle. And the amount of people that were in that line that had done no research as to like, I need yes. an ID and there's a background check and there's a waiting period. And, and you need your little card and, and, just and to look FSC, at the FSC yeah. and the address yeah. has to match. And, and yeah. it's like, they, they, they had eventually had someone, uh, this was at a big box store. It was just going up a line going like, do you have a license? Okay. 
do you have an FSC? Have you taken the test? Like, do you know there's a 10-day waiting period? You feel like, no, I need a gun, like, now. You're like, well, well, you live in California, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you deal with that a lot? I, I did. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like I said, we're, we're a very small shop. Uh, I think, you know, I probably kept 100, 150 guns in stock. Yeah. Um, before the pandemic started, that's kind of what we, I was like, okay, I have this much room. This is what I want to keep. Um, started out, I had a lot of high-end AR parts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I would get like all the, the name brand higher-end stuff because that's kind of the stuff I'm into. So right. I was like, okay, I want to provide this. And, and I didn't have anything really cheap in the store. Yeah. Um, and it, it there were people coming in, uh, you know, that had no clue yeah. Like how to hold a gun, how to load a gun, how to, and they just wanted a gun. Mm-hmm. They it's were like, a little, I just wanted it. It is a little scary. Yeah. Is I always tell, because I had a lot of friends that were going to be, first off, they asked me if they could borrow a gun. I like, no. I had, I had a lot of those too. <laughs> can't borrow a gun. And they would say, what should I get? And I'd make a couple of suggestions, but I would always say, so like, if you are getting a gun, you got to take it seriously. You got to learn how to use it like you need reps take it shooting don't just have a gun laying around your house yeah yeah. for anyone that says america is a gun culture has a gun culture that's only correct for half of the population that actually own guns yeah because when the other half has no clue yeah about guns well i i would say a huge percentage of people that buy guns never shoot their guns Mm -hmm. like like I own two guns. I've never shot. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's, I it's, it's yeah. like, uh, but there's a lot of people. I had people who came in and then a year in um, were coming back like, hey, I want to sell this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never even like shot it, you know. Right. And then I had people who bought from random people on Texas Gun Trader, which is basically Craigslist for guns in Texas, mm-hmm. private seller stuff. And, or people who went to some of the bigger stores in town who had jacked their prices through the roof. I mean, we had Glock 19s selling, you know, the, the wholesale on a Glock 19 is $440. Right. That is the wholesale price. I think it's I paid the same. I have a Glock 19. Now I have a 17, but I paid 494 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get them 495, 529, whatever. I know you pay a little more in California for off-roster stuff. Right. You know, like whatever when that comes available. Yeah, what I walked out the door paying yeah. <laughs> something vastly different. Yeah. So, but in, I had people coming back being like, Hey, I've got this, you know, Glock 19. Um, I've never shot it. I just want to try to sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I bought it during the pandemic. Um, and, and they would come in and it would be like, uh, you know, I'd be like, okay, I can give you, you know, it's brand new. I'll give you $375 for mm-hmm. it because I can buy, but I, I have to sell it as used. In right. my book, that is a used gun, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's never been fired. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and they would come in and I would tell them that price and they'd be like, well, I paid $800 for this. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, like, well, you, you did? did? You I'm need like, to go talk to the guy you bought it from. <laughs> like, I'm real sorry. You know, and, and that was another thing is a lot of gun. Um, I, I know here, like, you know, I know the same people in this area that sell guns that you guys do and yeah. and um and you know he gets some like really good off roster stuff and that stuff demands a premium here yeah. in california and i get that mm-hmm. um uh you know but like we had we have like a place in san antonio that i had this lady call me she was like hey my sons and boy scouts they're doing their first outing since covid started they're they're going to learn how to shoot 22s mm-hmm. i'm just trying to see if you have any ammo i'm like oh i actually have a lot of 22 ammo it's the right. only thing i have so she's like, okay, well, over here it was limited to one box. Mm-hmm. She comes in. She's like, 
I was like, how many do you need? She goes, oh, well, they said 50 for each kid, you know? Right. So, um, so I'm like, okay, well, you can have extra or whatever. And she was yeah, like, okay. One box is like 3,000 rounds. Yeah. yeah, if you buy a big one, yeah. Yeah, 525 <laughs> for the big boxes. But but so, like, I, I gave her the little box, the 50-round count, and she was like, okay, how much is that? And I think with tax, it was like, you know, 650 or something. She was like, what? <laughs> they charged me 20 bucks over there. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm just like, dude. And it's like... The bigger gun stores that everybody knew about in town yeah. were just packed and ripping people off. Yeah. But after my initial rush, I just couldn't get anything. Yeah. And I had distributors tell me. I finally had one distributor because I'm calling, emailing, begging for stock, you know. And, and I had one guy call, tell me, hey, we work on commission. Mm-hmm. And your order for, you know, X amount of dollars is the same amount as their hundred thousand dollar order mm-hmm. takes us the same amount of time to process mm-hmm. so you're right. not going to get anything yeah, yeah. so how did like, gabe uh, do so well during covid did he just have a stockpile of uh of, of product i i think gabe also just has better stuff it, well he's he's like there's nobody you know in san antonio there's 20 stores yeah here yeah. here like he's like the only guy and i i met him when he had the little shop Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually was able to get my concealed carry in Sonoma County, which is mm-hmm. very hard. Yeah, I wrote the letter um, for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Wrote you wrote one for me, letter. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I forgot you were one of the people that, like, wrote wrote a letter for wow, me. Wow, I'm the character reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your heart. Scraping bottom of the barrel. <laughs> but but so he's the one I got my gun with from. And, uh, but uh, also, he's been in business long enough that he has, you know, relationships. I hadn't even... Yeah. I hadn't even finished setting up all my accounts yet. Like, right. I hadn't even got my first orders in for some of these places when the announcements were made. Right. So that was, you know, I didn't have any kind of relationship. That was also a very big upheaval on the wholesale side. Like, they were changing account managers like crazy. People were leaving because they were like, I, you know, it, it was just a weird time. So we just kind of never recovered from that. Mm-hmm. So that's after, a bummer. after a few years, you know, when I got everything that I wanted to personally own, I uh, was right. like, okay, let's walk so away. So how many guns do you own? Uh, I don't own that many. Okay. Um, 20. 20? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that's not that many. It's not. That, in I'm, California, that makes you a domestic extremist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and like when when I say 20, I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of guns. But like that's not that many for what I have owned in the past. Yeah. But that also includes like my grandfather's 22, the very first gun I ever shot. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, three guns like that that are family things that are like, you know, those are those are going to go to my kids or nieces, nephews, whatever. You know, like um, those kind of those kind of items. But then it's like like ARs. I think I have, you know, whether or not they're put together right now. I think legally, I have like seven ARs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was just going through stuff in my garage, and I built my first AR an AR10 platform in six five Creedmoor. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I did it is to put myself through. The process of learning how that you know I didn't know what's what's a gas tube how does that work yeah you know, what's what's this how's this yeah and they're actually pretty simple yeah they're simple pretty, machines yeah they're pretty simple yeah. and uh, but through the through the process of ordering like wrong parts I didn't know like what mil spec was for example you know yeah. I mean? what the difference was between this and this and I just end up with like more and more parts I'm like well I'll set these aside and build another rifle down totally. the road and there's, I found like various rifles in the safe and like various stages of build i'm like <laughs> yeah i think that's supposed to be an ar eventually yeah, <laughs> yeah. one part's on. yeah so i i have like you know i have like a bunch of suppressors um uh so i'm like i have like a 300 blackout that's like a little sbr that's just 
you know, for those are cool nighttime hog hunting or fun or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, my long range one. I have my three gun competition one. I have, you know, I have all these different ones. To me, so they we all should clarify. Serve. You do a lot of competitive shooting. Yeah, uh, I used to. I yeah. used to before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the pandemic, it like there weren't as many um, uh, competitions. They they've gotten back up now, yeah. but also ammo. Yeah, ammo is like was so impossible and hard to get. Yeah, even I have a I have a Dylan reloader, so I reload um, my own nine millimeter. I reload my own three hundred blackout, my own two two three five five six. That's that's one of the reasons why because I was doing tactical classes, mm-hmm. and the next one was a, a speed shooting class. Yeah, which was in the nine millimeter with my Glock, and the only reason I did it is at that time, I was like, well, the class is you know three hundred bucks. I was like, but I need something like. 600 rounds yeah and at that point i'm like that's eh, like a thousand dollar day right there yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for how much nine millimeter was it's, going for at that it's time. gotten a little better yeah. yeah and and even during so normally where i would be like well i i can't find any factory ammo i'll just reload during the pandemic reloading supplies disappeared right like i have a black yeah. i have some black powder guns couldn't even find black powder supplies wow like i mean it was just that's bad when it, people are resorting to black powder <laughs> yeah for defense yeah <laughs> and and it's so you guys got like a bayonet just something <laughs> and i mean i'm not gonna lie like i have enough ammo um yeah. but i don't have enough ammo that i'm like oh i'm gonna go out and and blow uh you know if you're going to a uspsa match you're spinning you know you're doing at least 150 to to 200 rounds on a level one match and and so you know you think about that every weekend when you can't get new ammo um or you can't buy primers to reload your own ammo Mm -hmm. then then uh you're you you kind of slow down your shooting yeah you know so now i've gotten to where i go to the range and it's very unless i'm building something for someone Mm -hmm. um or testing something for someone or whatever um i don't I, I don't blow through any ammo. Yeah, like, I, I did some gunsmithing for a guy whose AR was messed up, so I'm, like, out there just mag-dumping because he's like, well, here's the issue. When I get to, like, you know, the end of the magazine, so I'm just, like, dumping rounds. <laughs> and I'm, like, get there as fast as I'm, you like, can. man, this <laughs> That's is... That's a fun day. I'm, like, just shooting <laughs> yeah. it into the air. Come yeah. on! <laughs> can't yeah. empty fast enough. Yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's you know, it just is really slowed down my competitive shooting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now I do, like, a lot of dry firing at home. Yeah. I have this, uh-huh. like system called like the mantis system that's like a dry fire system that gives you feedback have you seen the cool fire uh yeah that thing's cool yeah have you seen that Uh -uh. yeah it uh it actually like cycles your uh your gun and gives you like a like a kick yeah yeah with a co2 i think yeah yeah Yeah, co2 pull the trigger and it gives you like a wow kickback yeah it's kind of nice yeah, there, there's other ones out there. There's, um, I mean, especially like some of the some of the really nice airsoft companies uh, will license guns. So like, yeah. you can get a license like CZ Shadow, which is what I one of the guns I shoot, uh, and and it is like the. What same do you mean way. they license guns? So they license their. So the CZ Shadow Two is one of the biggest like uh, production class uh, uh, competition guns, and. So this airsoft company licensed that gun to make a an airsoft, airsoft production model. of it. It I weighs see. the same. It like yeah, you know, cool. like has all the same functionality, and it actually has blowback. I really, I have a awesome. friend who was a gun nut, and then got a um, altercation resulted in him having a felony, which it means in California, yeah, at least no he had to get rid of all his Anywhere. guns. So he gave them all to a relative or something. But he still was really into shooting, so he was telling me he got a an airsoft gun yep i was like 
huh, like, what is that exactly? And he's like, I'm not going to lie to you. This thing is crazy powerful. And like, you know, I'm getting, you know, good groups at like 200 yards with an airsoft. I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah. And huh. they're crazy looking too. He's like, send me the link. I'd like to check that out. Yeah. I The pistols, I would say you're good up to about uh, 20 yards or so. Yeah. Um, which is about as far as you're ever going to shoot a pistol in competition. I mean, there are longer things, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, you're within like a 20-yard range. Um, I thought about it because one of the places where I deer hunt, it's um, it's some family property we have like way up in the mountains. I mean, there's um, and I go scope it out because we do like logging up there. I'll scope it out while I'm up there, like look for stuff for deer season. And but it's in this valley with like with a lake in the bottom. And so a gunshot just resonates everywhere. I mean, you can hear it around the entire lake. And I always think, you know, it's pretty common to be armed up there. I mean, you have, you know, mountain cats, you have bear, you have all kinds of stuff that you have to kind of it's fairly common to like run into these things. Cartel uh, members. Actually, yes, cartel members up there. Ish hooks know. in the trees. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, air, one of those airsoft rifles or uh, even the handguns would be nice because if you had to fire off a shot, then it's like you're not drawing. But the air, the so I think I think your yeah, compressor would be nice too. He, he probably, <laughs> if it shoots that far, he's probably he's probably actually just has an air rifle. The airsoft just shoots the little like rubber, oh okay, little plastic. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But you can get the 50 caliber and 60 caliber or 69 caliber, I think, um, air like pellet guns, yeah. basically, mm-hmm. like air guns, right. And yeah. those things are crazy. People like hog hunt with them. My cousin, yeah, I mean, they are uh, a big, my, fifty caliber pellet. Yeah, my cousin <laughs> went to the uh, the world <laughs> championships or whatever in Utah recently mm-hmm. of the air rifles, and he was telling me about like all the, like, air compressed air can give you right. just incredibly deadly force. It's amazing what these pellet guns yeah. are able to do we think of pellet guns it's just like what you let your kid go run around in the backyard with but yeah yeah we have this uh running joke i think that began with bill burr too because we talk about like but the bet the first gun i ever bought was a home defense gun mm-hmm. you think about like well what should you get like i gotta take into account like i'm not it was my first gun so i'm not a great shot and i got to you know the thing you care like i don't want to stuff like flying out of my house going to the neighbors you know so am i going to practice with this so i actually get a shotgun that's going to be more safer and it's something i don't have to learn how to use very well but uh then we started talking about it. i was like you know when you think about it if someone broke into your house and you just had a regular bb gun like that would probably do the trick you fire for a couple of rounds yeah. in some guy's face and what totally. the bill burr joke is like at the very least he's going to go outside and regroup yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah now uh, you were talking about getting one and putting it under your pillow yeah right? just having a bb gun mattress yeah oh man you get like a really powerful like 22 caliber pellet gun it's yeah, CO2. We have we shoot the pellet guns that we have here, which are just the break action, simple mm-hmm. pellet guns. And uh, I mean, you could easily kill some small game with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my uh, Speaking of my cousin, he and ammo, he bought ammo like a couple of years probably before the pandemic. And it was like enough to fill up this room of just straight from uh, Smith & Wesson, I think, mm-hmm. or uh, Federal, one of the big... Federal, yeah. Yeah. Probably Federal. Um, and uh, he, the guy that, the the CEO of the company, I think, is who he knew, and that's who he bought it from. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you, you want to sell that ammo back, it was during the pandemic. He's like, if you want to sell it back, you double your money on what that's you spend so on crazy. it. That's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) He has so much ammo and so many guns. It's like, did you, you were out there, did you go into his? I did. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. He has like a shipping container at his range. It's it's wild, yeah. Full of guns. Displayed nicely and everything. I mean, every gun. Yeah. I think he said, yeah, yeah, go check it out. He's like. No pictures. Right. Yeah, like, so, absolutely not. Yeah. Here, um, when I lived here, uh, I got in on the very end of when you could still buy an AR pistol here. Mm-hmm. Can you still buy? Can you buy AR pistols? Well, here technically, now, aren't ARs classified as pistols? Or what's the difference? Well, I, I don't so really know. so if a if it has does not have a be the barrel federally, length, right? yeah, barrel length has to be sixteen inches for right. a rifle. So. Right. What started happening is they started making them shorter than 16 inches, which would traditionally be a short-barreled rifle regulated under the NFA. Um, but they started, people would sell them without a stock on it. So without a stock. Well, you can because I've seen, I think, at Gabe's spot. But it might have, might have yeah, been but a I've seen a rocket though. launcher at Gabe's also. <laughs> <laughs> we should edit and this he part used, out. He used to have an M60 on the wall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I wanna I wanna go check out his new spot. I haven't been been here since he moved oh, yeah. to the bigger spot. Yeah, you gotta go check it out for yeah. sure. Um do you guys wanna uh, hear the view talking about guns? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So this is uh the, the governor of uh New Hampshire, uh Chris Sununu, I think his name is, arguing with them about gun violence. They're saying like, you know, obviously oh, by the way. Thought of another uh, video idea for okay. us to do out at the range, where similar to the other idea that I gave you, but we we test the theory that guns kill people, and then we just set up a bunch of guns and see if they kill anyone. It was it was based on the uh, Alec Baldwin saying that he never pulled the trigger. So we <laughs> yeah. were we're gonna the set up. Let's them. not let's not ruin it. <laughs> okay. gonna, we'll make the video first for people. Anyways, here's uh, Chris saying it better than I could. That was because they know. Guys, at the, I have the safest state in the country. You can talk about the, the validity, the merits of a law are based on the results it gets. I have the, the safest state in the country. So why are we having the mass shootings? It's not because people have access to guns. It's because we're not dealing with mental health. We don't provide access for mental health with kids. When people are in crisis, they have nowhere to turn. They resort to violence. We don't do the right things in terms of locking down our schools and protecting. What's wrong the with core getting, of the issue is why, mental health. Why, is, why are you holding on to this one gun? Yeah. What is it about this <laughs> one gun? <laughs> The automatic rifle that killed a bunch of children who were just going to school. That gun. If, if, that, if you say, well, we're just going to ban... If, again, if it was that easy, the Democrats would have done it. They didn't do it Listen, because they know it's not... Right, that's what about the Democrats the right now? What yeah. are you going to do? No, I'm not banning any guns. I'm going to provide okay. access to mental health. We're going to get at the core of the okay. issue, which that's, is what spurs a lot of the violence. There's crazy people all over the world. Yeah. Stop. Ah, 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 he is a brave man for going on there. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's all, you always see that on these uh, liberal, crazy lefty right. shows. You see brave righties mm-hmm. going on the show and defending their points of view. You'd never see the opposite. I had two observations from that clip. Number one, it's just, I know this is the obvious one, but why are the people, the most vocal people about this, have you can tell they've done Zero. no they research know on nothing that they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Fully automatic rifle that shoots a hundred rounds a second. Like, what? What gun are you talking about? Yeah. And where do they sell it? Yeah, <laughs> where, where do I get it? Where do I get this? And the other thing is, is, is there is just such a I don't know. There's the hypocrisy of 
she thought she had this gotcha moment. Like, why, why is this, what's with this fixation on this one gun, right? If, yeah, what he should have said is like, I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> what's totally. the fixation oh, yeah. totally. on this one gun? Yeah. You tell me. Well, the, the yeah. funny thing is like AR-15 is a trademark of Colt. Yeah. Like Colt yeah. owns, um, Armalite. Armalite. You know, that it's, it's a, they own, you know, they, they bought the term AR-15 from Armalite. Like, mm-hmm. It is their their term, so it's like anything's like an AR fifteen style rifle. I know, yeah. so it's or pattern rifle, AR platform. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, they're saying, "Why are you holding on to this one gun?" Okay, let's get rid of the AR fifteen. There's uh, now we've still got AKs, we've still got Galils, right. we've still got. Well, what does that mean, though? Do you get yeah. rid of that design? Well, that's what it's very easy to change that design. Well, that's what they're saying is like, "Why this one gun?" And like, well, I don't think they realize like. You're the one fixated on this one yeah, gun. I don't one want gun you either. to take any of my guns. It's they, a style of, of yeah, gun, and yeah. it just looks the same as the other guns that are in that same style. But that same technology is used in a lot of different guns that don't look like the AR-15. And, like, the Mini-14, I think, shoots two two three, right? Yeah. Yep. So Mini-14 looks like your grandpa's hunting rifle. Yeah. Unless you put, like, a... Unless you get the round eight, mag in it. Yeah. You know? Unless you get the A-team style. Yeah. But though I have a Mini 30, so basically oh, yeah. the same gun. Yep. And it, uh, if you, you put in like a, a five-round magazine, and it looks, you can't see the magazine. Like, yeah, it, it looks, looks like a hunting like rifle. Like a hunting rifle, yeah. right? It but it is the identical. exact same thing. Yeah. Pull the trigger, a bullet comes out. Right. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, because I think everyone <laughs> listening to this understands this, but... The, the hate <laughs> listeners. You're talking to the hate oh, listeners. Oh, that's right. I forgot they were listening. <laughs> Uh, I I I slowly began to kind of recognize that I think that the this group, the, the the view is representing here is comprised of two different types of people, and the first one it's completely emotionally based. It's the what's the fixation on this one gun? Because you can talk about the Mini Thirty does the exact same thing. It's like why is there no attention paid on this whatsoever? It's emotionally based. It's like it's just it's scary looking, and I don't know anything about guns. I just know that that's a scary looking gun. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of this group, and this is a smaller minority, but these are the people actually pushing these policies. It's um, we're not fixated on this one gun. Yeah, we're fixated on all guns. Right. It's going to be this one, and then it will be the AK. Well, it will be the the, the third. It's, it's the it's the waves on the beach, just a little bit of the sand every yeah. time. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like if you really look at the stats, if you really look at the number of deaths, the what they're caused by, you know, the vast you, majority you, is handguns. It, like I think it's at one point it was, you know, it's right around ninety yeah. percent. I mean, it is a. It's lot. in the high. It's in the high eighties. High eighties. Okay. I mean, I haven't looked at that in a long time, but it, it's even though the AR fifteen is the most sold rifle in America. Mm-hmm. Well, the most, you know, it's the all the most demonized everything. Right. It is the one that does not have as much deaths associated with it right you know and it's it's in the single digits the the whole the whole like death rate with guns is a is a crazy topic because i mean if you if you take out suicides you're like well there's half of them right there right Mm -hmm. you know and then you know that's a whole different issue it doesn't stop them from using suicides as another reason to get rid of guns so if you take out if that would stop suicides yeah and then if you Same take if you logic. take out suicide, meanwhile you can go to Canada and like I I just blew up my knee like we could put you down. Dude, would you like to die? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten thousand people did it last year. Yeah. You want to jump on this? Yeah, yeah. You can't afford your house. Yeah, we'll kill you. Um. So yeah, they they if you take those statistics out and then you look at where the gun vi- like minus the the suicides out, then you look at where the they're happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening in a very small percentage. Right. 
of areas of the country. The vast majority is is, is inner gang city on gang violence. Yeah, that's the mass majority. And and when they say there there's been four hundred makes people super upset when you bring you know, it up. Which there's is four like, do you, do do we want to fix this problem? Yeah. Or and, no, I don't think they do. And when people think about a mass shooting, they don't think like, you know, I don't know what it is now. I think it's three or more. Mm. People shot. I think it's two actually. Two or more. Yeah. Okay. They don't they I don't, don't I think it's four. Oh, four. Okay. They they've changed it a couple is times. It, that's it's well, it's a really important point. Okay. Because uh, I was just listening to uh, I can't remember how to say his first name, Colleen Noir. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was was uh, it two at one time? I, I think it was three. Okay. Or it was four, and then they changed it to three. Okay. To make it um, easier to call things mass shootings. Right. And so, and but everyone says like, no, if four, it's not even killed. It's Injured or killed. Four, four injuries. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a mass shooting. So, I mean, that happen, it's happens so... That, that happens at often. a drive-by. Yes, exactly. But but what the media makes well, it they seem have like... 70 over Memorial Weekend in Chicago, 70-something 70, 70 yeah. shootings. Like, how many of those are going to qualify under that statistic? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I actually have a clip talking about that. Do you guys yeah. want to hear? Do you guys know who Stephen A. Smith is? No. He's a sports guy. Um, real kind of over-the-top, loud-in-your-face kind of... Uh, attitude about sports on Fox News. Um, no, he's not on Fox oh. News. ESPN. Oh, so actually, and this is him speaking up about gun violence, which is kind of interesting. Just that someone who's not in politics, um, but has a mouthpiece like he does on sports, and he's African American. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think not that we value his voice more, but people are more likely to kind of listen to someone talk about the crimes in Chicago if they're African-American. So here's what he had to say. When we going to look at ourselves, when it comes to black people being killed in the streets of America, I don't even want to get into what happened in Chicago, but I have no choice. It's not the first time this has happened. It's been happening year after year after year. Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, the list goes on and on. Where's the noise at? Where's the protests? Where's mainstream media talking about that? Where is it? Uh, you know what I like about that? And it's, it reminded me of something. It's like we, we all want to fix this problem, Right. If we can't all agree on some simple truths or some, or at least have a discussion about p- causes of what's going on, yeah. we're never going to fix this. If it's just this right. complete emotional like shouting match, like we're, you're seeing on the View, mm-hmm. and it reminds me, of, it's the same. Um, having a discussion right here, we have like a, a really large, inordinately to the rest of the country, large homeless population, and you have a discussion with someone, and they just start talking about. Well, they need to go somewhere. You know, housing is a right, and blah 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 blah. You're right. Can we talk about uh, mental health and addiction? Because that really seems to be playing a large part in what we're doing here. It's like, no, we're not talking about that. That's like, a Republican talking. I'm all, then you don't want to fix the problem. Yeah. Like you. Well, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the two types of people that watch the View. Mm-hmm. If one half of the the people that are watching it have an agenda, mm-hmm. then they're what's the point of talking about it? Talking about it side. Just you know, undercuts your agenda. Just that feel-good confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And when I when I worked in San Francisco, I worked there for a long time. Um, we would have God, where uh, you used to work because we both lived in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I worked in the Tenderloin. It is a war. Zone. Wow. <laughs> and and so I, I had it. Part, sorry to interrupt you, but I had a yeah. friend that uh, had an apartment in the Tenderloin in one of those really tall old uh, residential buildings. It was so fun to go out on his balcony and just look down. Oh, it's crazy onto the street. It's just, and just crazy. Watch what was happening down there because it's like you were totally detached from it. But you could see just the craziest shit happening. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Complete wild west. It's yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, we um, I I man, I crazy things happened when I was there. Like I, I saw yeah, multiple murders. Really? Like, like witnessed them. No shit. Um, I was in a mass <laughs> shooting. Really? Um, yep. I was in an four actual. Four people were. Uh, I think it ended up being uh, that night. We, my medical staff, treated um, a lot. Um, no, it wasn't anything. Uh, no one died, but a lot of people were were hit. And then wow. by the end of it, whenever we finally met with the police and and all this stuff, they were like. Well, it was more than nine hundred dollars uh, yeah. stolen. <laughs> but, yeah, this yeah. one's on you then. Um, they, this was before that. Okay. So, but but I do remember when that came into effect because our cars started getting robbed a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, did your security guard rough someone up? Uh, we'd like to speak to him. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, during the shooting, it was it was at a R and B show. Um, these guys were hanging out across the street. We had kind of already been, you know, uh, eyeballed them and like, okay, yeah. these guys are. Just hanging out up to no good, you know, like whatever. And uh, at the end of the show, when we're letting everybody out, we're all out front, and this guy just walks into the median on Van Ness mm-hmm. and just starts firing his gun. Damn. Fired like 15 shots or something. And luckily, he held his gun kind of up in the air with the, like, <laughs> you know, no aiming <laughs> technique. And uh, only one person was, I think, only one person was uh, was seriously hurt. Um, and but But after that, I was like, I'm... <laughs> I'm never not carrying my gun here again. Right. And I tried to get my license. It took me 18 months. Yeah. Um, but even until then, I was just like, I don't care. I'm carrying my gun. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not. Because you were also, I remember when you called me about the letter, is that, and I think they asked me when the cops called, you called me to verify the letter and everything, mm-hmm. is uh, I think one of the questions they said, like, why do you think he wants that? I was like, well, he works in the Tenderloin. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. I was like, but he's also, um, you're not doing this anymore, so I can say he's carrying around, like, because you, you took care of organizing and managing the yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of cash. Yeah, like, he's walking around with, you know, tens of thousands of dollars around one of the worst neighborhoods in California yeah. in the middle yeah. of the night, so. Yeah. I wonder how many lives that no-aiming technique has saved. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever look up the, uh, there's a Hey Jackass um, uh-huh. website? There's this website called Hey Jackass, and it's a all Chicago shooting uh, shooting statistics, but it's done as like a, a demographic or a, a, a info. I don't remember what they call those, like where it's like pictures and stuff. Yeah, that. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It shows you oh, cool. like June. There's already been 11 people shot and killed. This is just Chicago. There's already been it's 43 June fourth. Yeah. Wow. This is June to date. There's already been 43 people shot in Chicago. Or 54, but 11 of them 54 shot, 11 died, 43 wounded. I mean, how crazy is that? God dang. Wow, what a cool website. Yeah, it's uh, heyjackass.com. Yeah, I love this website. Um, You know, it's got like a selfie-o-meter, like how many people have like accidentally shot themselves. Um, (laughs) A person is shot every three hours and 11 minutes. Yeah. 
murdered every 14 hours, 23 minutes. What is this? Oh, shot. There's a shot placement. Yeah. Graphic. Yeah, look where people were shot. Wow. And he that has like all gnarly. the the guy that does this. I mean, I assume it's a guy. Um, has has <laughs> uh, definitely not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> if she is, I'd like to meet her. I just uh, like no to, doubt. Um, but yeah, they they uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like I mean, see, it's like, uh, but you look at like you can see uh, right there, like the the victim assailant thing. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's like you know, there's there's definitely some things going on with that that need to be addressed and it can't just be ignored as if it has yeah. you know no no relevance yeah wow what an interesting website i'd like to see this website I mean, for look, every 40, town in america 48 people have been shot in the ass this year <laughs> i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i mean Does it, are you getting that info from the shot in the ass o meter yeah, yeah. <laughs> well go down one more go down one more oh shot shit. in the junko meter <laughs> oh wow wow and then there's like my, this. My son talks about that every morning. I yeah. like the little kind of a pain emoji they put yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. There's, there's the selfie meter. Yeah. 16 uh, people have shot themselves in Chicago this year. This, so, yeah, this, the mass This shooting. website is interesting because it's, I mean, it's packed full of like really, really useful information. And they back it all up. But you can tell this guy has a great sense of humor too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Every figure is hilarious. Look at this guy. Wee! Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd recommend uh, everyone go to heyjackass.com. So, so to, uh, before we get off guns, is that Doug and I were talking about this last night while we were growing. I don't know if you heard about this, Kelly. Um, You've heard about the latest Hunter Biden thing that his lawyers are arguing? I think you talked about it on our last podcast. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bring it up again, though. It's, you were uh, hammered, so yeah. yeah. Hunter Biden's lawyers have told the DOJ that if he's charged with owning a gun as a drug user, which is illegal, they will ban- argue the ban is unconstitutional under the Second Amendment. I mean, I to, love that. To which you say, like, yeah, pulling yeah. for Hunter Biden all of a sudden? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I just like that, you know, that, that uh, Biden is poised to be the most pro-2A um, uh, president we've had in a while <laughs> if this passes because that would be... That'd be amazing. Amazing. Because I, I had a... Because I, I agree. I mean, I, why are your uh, rights suspended just because you're using drugs? And to be fair to Biden, which is not a sentence that comes out of my mouth very often, but uh, everyone, the AR-15 is one of the, the most demonized uh, weapon in the, in, mm-hmm. in the world. And yeah. he never, remember, I just don't want to get lost in the details here. He never was coming after the AR-15. He was coming after the AR-14. Yes, yeah. yes. So, okay. ah, okay. I don't know. He might have been playing some 4D chess with us. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Take the AR, the AR-14s. Okay, this is not okay. But yeah, that, that whole thing is crazy because I had a customer who, um, good dude, um, veteran that uh, was... The FBI came after him, and the ATF, and he. They actually came in. I don't own the store anymore, so I don't really care. But um, they, he didn't have a, a thirty-round magazine, did he? <laughs> well, we can have whatever we want there. We can have oh, belt threads right, if Texas. we want. So okay. Um, so he, they came in, and they're asking these questions about him. So then I call my ATF guy, and I'm like, "Hey, the FBI was just here asking questions about this guy. Like, what are you know?" 
you know, because the ATF wants to know if other agencies come in um, because they don't, those agencies don't have jurisdiction over your shop at all. You don't have to give them anything. They can ask for a 4473. You don't have to give it to them. What's a 4473? The, the background check. Okay. Um, the background brown, background check paper. Um, you don't have to give that to the FBI. You don't have to give that to the local police. You don't have to show it to anyone. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're really not supposed to. The ATF can come in and, uh, and request it. Um, officially request it, but um, other agencies are supposed to go through the ATF. So they come in asking all these questions about the guy. I'm like, he's a nice guy. Um, I did a bunch of like charity stuff for local schools, um, and and uh, I was like, he donated to my charities. Um, you know, he was, you know, they were asking me all these weird questions. You know, and so it it turns out his he ended up getting arrested, and the thing that they arrested him on. Um, because it was the easiest thing to to get was lying on the forty four seventy three, specifically lying about marijuana use. Um, because they pulled his forty four seventy three through the ATF, um, looked at it that he checked no, I don't use marijuana, and then tracked his social media where he was posting videos of himself using marijuana. Kids, if you're listening, do not post videos of yourself <laughs> using drugs. Yeah, so that's why they that's what they initially arrest him so for. God, I didn't have to worry about that as a kid. Yeah. Oh my god. They they charged Kids him do with do not have it easy these days. Yeah, they charged him with a bunch of other stuff um because I, I stayed in contact with uh, his mom actually. I I, uh, I was actually worried when I bought my first home defense pistol is that I had a 215 card marijuana being legal in California. But like the actual the, state issued one? The state issued one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even ah. for me. Like I I don't I don't take the I don't take the weeds. You don't do the pot. But it was for a, a, a medical thing that I had for a family member that yep. couldn't, couldn't get the card. So I was I was getting it for them. I remember filling that out like if this fucking comes back, I called a bunch of people. I was like, "Do you think this is going to come back on me?" And they're like, "Nah, I think you're fine, dude." When when that first happened, um, I was still living here. Whenever the the medical stuff happened, mm-hmm. um, I got my card for for uh, I I don't use marijuana at all, but like I got the card for different reason. But mm-hmm. um, I then I was like, "Whoa!" Like I started seeing things on the news, like, "Oh, hey, they want to start excluding you from. They want to." St- create a no buy list basically for people that have the 215 and it's like uh, a registry yeah yeah they no one i mean yeah. come on they said come on that, alex jones yeah, take it easy down there, they, they said they're registry. not going to do that yeah well i here they say there's no registry or anything but like i've had atf call me and say hey we need to know about this guy here we know he's bought you know a couple ar-15 lowers from you i'm like how do you know he bought a couple ar-15 lowers from me like i haven't given you that information like i know, you know he didn't give you that information you know you're wearing a brown shirt right well now. that's what i'm just like wondering like right you know you. somehow they knew who this guy bought this stuff even though i didn't tell him he bought this stuff and yeah. and so it's um i mean you know, but somebody, you are naive enough to to think that that was true that they really that they really didn't know yeah right? well, I mean, I, well everyone who gives their information to government agency should assume yeah that that's going to every other government agency well yeah a perfect example is is during when we were talking about the you know the panic during the pandemic and what the the fbi was cross-referencing their uh ammo purchases Mm -hmm. to individuals who didn't have a gun registered in their name in that caliber and we're going and arresting those people because it turned That's out people crazy. that had a, gun, a firearm that wasn't registered or wasn't registered to them yeah. or a lot of felons. Arresting them? Yeah, scooping them up. For what? Yeah. For uh, 
um, illegally having a firearm. People that weren't supposed to have firearms, felons in, in, in uh, oh, firearm oh, on them. I miss so what they do is some random guy would go and um, he'd buy a bunch of five five six ammo, and then they'd check that guy's name. And they go, like, he doesn't have a, uh, an AR registered to him, nothing in that caliber. They show up at his house and, and arrest him. I, I assume like, that's... Is this before you had to have uh, a background check for ammo? Well, that's only California. Yeah, they, it's a few oh, states. This is I not think. in California. Yeah, yeah, that was California. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that would mean they were buying it, um, you know, like probably online or something, mm-hmm. and 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 those manufacturers or set or dealers were handing over that information to yeah. the ATF or FBI, <clears throat> um, which is that's a whole nother thing, you know, like the ATF showing up to people's houses, being like, "Hey, we know you bought this." Yeah, like that's that means that like either the manufacturer that you bought it from or the dealer that you bought it from gave them that information. I'm, I'm a huge fan of staying off the radar. Um, mm-hmm. Cash. Yeah, <laughs> off the radar love as much as possible. But in California, like I had a, a, nice. <laughs> a conversation <laughs> with someone who said like, I, I was talking about buying ammo. He's like, did you pay cash? I'm like, no. He's like, dude, you got to pay cash. I'm like, they run a background check for ammo in California. The, He's like, you still should use cash because otherwise they'll track your purchase. I'm like, I have I'm, a feeling I'm, I know I'm, who you're talking I'm, about. I'm leaving this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially yeah, it, wasting my time right now. The 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 weird thing is like whenever the they you know like they don't know what gun you bought. Yeah, like if you go in, you fill out your background check. The dealer checks one of three boxes: handgun, long gun, or other. Yeah. So they don't know exactly what you bought. Now, there are caveats to that. If you're living in uh, a border state, mm-hmm. like California, I believe, yeah. um, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, there is a multiple purchase. We have thing. a border? This is news to me. Well, they for ATF purposes, yes. Okay, got gotcha. um, So... So oh, more of a border when it suits their needs. Yeah, okay, more of a formality. Yeah. So when so, we want to take away your civil rights, we very much have a border. Yeah. So if you're in one of those And states, by the way, it extends 100 miles inland yes, from yes. every border. So if you're in Or one, not even a border, but just a body of fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in one of those states and you buy more than one gun from one handgun or one certain rifle, which is basically what they would consider an assault rifle, mm-hmm. in a five-day period... Mm-hmm. You are reported to the Department of Justice, and you they and more then, than five more than one gun in a five day period. More than okay. one in five. Now that you can't do that in California anyways because it's one a, one a month, right? You can only buy one gun it's a month. That's only two. handguns. Oh, only handguns. Okay, yeah. you can buy two. You can't buy more than one handgun. Okay, there's limits period. on rifles too. I think there is. I don't know. Yeah, what it is. yeah. I got denied here once because they told me I was buying too many guns. That's funny. And you I only have like, twenty. What? Now, to be fair, he's talking about his wife, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She told me no, no more. My cousin asked. Uh, he's friends with uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, and he asked him one time. He's like, "You got many guns, Hank?" He goes, "I got four or five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you do live in one of those states and you're listening, if you buy more than one gun in a five day period from the same dealer they are going to report you whether or not they're telling you or not. It's it's a mandatory thing. If you don't do it, you lose your license. Huh. So um, interesting. I, I cautioned my buyers like, hey, you know, you just ordered three guns online. If you want to come in every Wednesday for the next, you know, three yeah. weeks, there won't be a report on you. But if I do it right now, there will be a report. And, dude, they are by the book. Like here in California, we have the 10-day waiting period, mm-hmm. so you get your dross. Yeah. And uh, – I've gone in like 20 minutes early. He's like, I, you got to 
you got to hang out for a bit. I was like, really? 20 minutes? He's like, yeah. What was the rules? Is that like clear <laughs> thing has to pop up on their screen? I actually just, I kind of laughed. I was like, oh, you're very good at your job. No. <laughs> People, yeah. Way to pay attention to detail. Very good at not losing your license. <laughs> um, I don't know much about this 100-mile border zone. I keep trying to look into it, and I was going to ask our attorney, Mike. It's funny because you brought that up to me, and I'd never heard of it before. What they'll tell you is that it, within this, so the border, I think what it is basically is that the Border Patrol has jurisdiction over 100 miles uh, from any border. And if you look at this map, it covers basically, yeah, the entire boundary of the United States go in 100 miles. And you you got, so all of Hawaii is within the, the border zone, which means that the Border Patrol has jurisdiction there. Mm-hmm. The fear that everyone has is that they will not follow the Constitution. In fact, some people call it the Constitution-free zone. Mm-hmm. But I haven't found a lot to, to back that up, and our attorney, Mike, keeps ignoring me on this. Mm-hmm. I think it's something with, to do with his status as a Fed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting We've about been on it, to him for a while, by the way. <laughs> two out of three people live within this zone in America. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because they include the coast. Yes. Yeah. Every city's right. Coast, so, yeah. That's that's a little it's a little ominous, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because when you're saying that, what people were afraid of, I'm like, eh, I don't know. It sounds a little. And the border, and then when you point that out, you're like, okay, there's some meat on that bone for sure. What is the border patrol doing right now? Right? They're not enforcing the border, mm-hmm. so they have they have time on their hands. Okay, this is a little bit dangerous. I heard Kamala Harris say the border is secure. Did she? Yeah. Huh. Hasn't been there, but the border is secure. Well, I think that the, the, mm. the concerns are right. based on what we should all be concerned about. Good but point. The, Good the solutions have to be and include what mm. we are doing in terms of going forward, in terms of investments. Uh, when you put it's, it that way. Okay, I yeah, guess, okay, I'm listening, yeah. I'm listening. I take it all Interesting back. angle, for sure. <laughs> Especially if you think about the time. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? Uh, so, <laughs> in Chicago, going back to Chicago, um, they have Walgreens. Is it Walgreens? Uh, Walgreens has instituted a, a new shopping experience experience for their customers. Everything in the store now, except for two aisles, is under lock and key. I can do you... As if it was right. uh, like shaving razors. That's, I believe that's a Dwayne Reed in Manhattan. And I can do you one better. The their, San Francisco's been doing the same thing. And it, they have... It's happening in New York, right. Chicago, San Francisco, LA. It's all over you the country. You can see videos of someone walking through, I believe, a Walgreens in San Francisco and everything. There's not a single thing that's mm-hmm. not locked up. And this this is just the city's... So I think Walgreens is gone. Most of the cities have just left. Uh, CVS, Target, Walgreens, uh, the flagship Whole Foods store in downtown San Francisco. Um, a lot of the, uh, what's, what's the fancy clothing store in Union Square? Yeah, Nordstrom. Nordstrom, Nordstrom Rack. Um, a couple others. Are just like, we're, we're Not just Nordstrom. We're done. Right? Nordstrom and Nordstrom Rack. And Nordstrom Rack. That's yeah. crazy. Don't yeah. Nordstrom rack my Nordstrom. So, so <laughs> is they just left. They're like, we can't, we just can't afford to do business. I, well, I, you said in the last podcast that there's 8 million square 18, feet. 18, 18, 18 million, million 
square feet vacant, vacant of commercial real estate wow. in downtown San Francisco. So, so have you guys been to Tiburon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know the S- sadly yes. I've had, know, I've had jobs there. Yes. Uh, out on the you little, and I both. The traffic going to Tiburon one road in makes you want to one road in yourself. Crazy traffic there. Crazy traffic out. No parking. No parking, and everyone hates you. Every yeah. neighbor hates their so, other neighbor. You're so, walking into an already existing lawsuit between every neighbor. Yeah. It is a step down from Belvedere, though. Yes. So I saw a post where somebody was like, we need to watch out. Like this this person who has been um, kind of equated to these smash and grab type or, mm-hmm. or walk-in kind of mob. Oh, oh, just things. in case we didn't make it clear, one of the most wealthy areas yeah. in, With in the li- Bay Area. It's in the, it's, no, in, in the U.S. Yeah. In the U.S. Right. And, sure, it, yeah. and it's, it's one road in, literally a two-lane yes. road. One lane in, one lane out. So this person who has been associated with other... Um, uh, kind of smash and grab, yeah, and, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I don't know, mob things, whatever. Um, they posted a picture from that account, posted a picture from like the Walgreens or CVS in Tiburon. It's like nothing's locked up in Tiburon, you know. And I'm just like, <laughs> please flash mob Tiburon, totally, please. Like, all they got to do is put one car across the road and you can't get out. You're like, yeah. You're, you you're can not going to swim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not going. No, not they going are, uh, there's going to be a very different response from San Francisco there in Caucasian Heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the yeah. wealthiest places in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that video. Yeah. I would just think it would be funny. Like, you know, a couple hundred people show up and then one cop's able to stop them all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he just parks sideways. Yeah. The road. <laughs> yeah. Foil are you, in. <laughs> like literally going? the road has a hill up one side and the water on the other. Yeah. Like, you're not there, going anywhere. There is no way out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Which God have mercy on your soul. If you do a construction project in yeah. either of those yeah. two towns, yeah. it's the fucking worst. Yeah. We used to work down there a lot because of the recession. We just, t- you got to take any job you can get. And there's a lot of recession proof people down there. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. at least to some extent, but that's the thing I think about all the time since, uh, you know, we're only in the beginnings of another recession, but we're not there yet. It's like, I'm so glad I'm not driving down there anymore. What's the, what's the little island right off of that? Belvedere? Uh, off, no, no, the, the actual... Angel Island? Angel Island, Angel Island yeah. Angel so Island. I used to go mountain bike there. Nice. So you have to go into Tiburon and get on the ferry with your bike and, and go over. Uh, beautiful. I guess you can camp there. Who did I just talk to? Sorry, I just talked you can to camp in downtown San Francisco, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, I think any city in California is fair game. <laughs> in fact, you can camp in uh, Idaho, right? Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the street. Yeah. What was the... Ninth, uh, Ninth Circuit uh, Supreme Court that was... I'm not going to remember the court case, but yeah, it's up for, oddly enough, for whatever reason, that whole... The camping decision ordinance, whatever, was centered around uh, Boise, Idaho. In the, Weird. In the Ninth Circuit Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit Court, I can't remember, uh, went in the way of you can very much. It's covered in the First Amendment, right? Martin versus Boise. Martin versus Boise. Yeah. So when I was working in San Francisco, it went from like they passed the no sit, no lie mm-hmm. um, thing where you couldn't camp in front of stores to um, then. So it went from that to because I started in the late 2000s there um, through 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it went from that to now we're not going to prosecute you from breaking into cars. Um, I followed a guy broke into one of our clients' cars, and I followed them. Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with 911. I'm like, uh, we just had a car broken. Okay, well, you can go down to the station, make a report, or do it online. I'm like, no, I'm I'm like following the guy. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm turning on Sutter Street. I'm heading towards Polk. Um, and then, you know, they're like, sir, sir, stop following him. Start, sir, sir, this is dangerous. I'm like, well, you better send a patrol car. 
Like, so he goes into an alley right there uh, off Polk Street. Uh, it starts digging through the bags, takes what he wants, leaves stuff. I kind of stay behind him. I pick up the bag. Yeah. Keep calling. Man, it was it was crazy. Like, I yeah. mean, you're just not going to respond unless, like, if I wouldn't have followed the guy, they would not have gave a shit. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure even with the video and everything of him breaking in, I'm sure they just let him go after I got my stuff back. Yeah, that, that a lot of that hinges. I think we've hit it a couple times on this podcast, but there was under Prop 57, I believe it was, was is that uh, San Francisco is no longer going to prosecute crime. That was under the amount of $950, yeah. I believe is what it was, is which is why you have like people just walking into Walgreens, filling up trash bags and walking out. It's also and, why crime has decreased. <laughs> right, but, yeah. which is, you know, we, yeah. we hit that statistic. Yes. It's like, no... Technically, you're right. <laughs> the crime has decreased as a statistic. Yeah, is you no longer report crime, and then there's a, well, it no longer it is creates a crime. that feedback loop. The yeah. cops are like, if you're not going to prosecute it, like, why would we? Wouldn't we drive out there and like give the guy a lecture? Like, like you got, yeah, you know, someone dying. Like, now nah, we're not showing up. Like, figure it out. Yes. Technically, time, crime has decreased in San Francisco. It's and, so fucked up. We used to value like good Samaritans, you know, helping like your customer who got yeah, robbed. Yeah. Like that would be a, a value that the community shared. The fact that you were following them, the cops would be like, thank you. Where is he? Let's go yeah. get him. And that is just one of the many ways that our country is just I do have changing. some good news on that in that here we are, we are roughly an hour north of San Francisco, and uh, a friend of ours was in a big box store, and they tried to pull that. He just started filling up a trash bag and walking out. And just, here? Here, in Santa Rosa. Really? Yeah, and a, someone shopping there like jumped in, the, jumped in front of him, and then someone else joined in, and they grabbed the guy's stuff. He's like, you're not doing that shit here. No shit. Yeah, they're like, you go back to the city, you can do it there. You're not, like, we're not having it here. Dude, that's awesome. It made me feel yeah, good. That's good. I always, because I always wonder, where are we? You know, we teeter on the brink of yeah. either being like those Bay Area cities, Oakland, right. San Francisco, or being more like the rural kind of areas to our north. That's, that's a great sign. Yeah. I got to say, I'm a little bit pessimistic yeah. because of all of the low income housing that we're building mm -hmm. in Santa Rosa right now. I mean, like everywhere you look, there's apartment buildings going up and, you know, call me the worst thing you could think of for saying this, but I don't think that is going to bode well for Santa Rosa and it's not going to attract people to do what you just described, like mm -hmm. step up in, in those situations. Check this guy out. Oh, this guy makes me sad. 100-year-old, have you seen this before, or does yeah, it just make you yeah. sad by looking at his picture? No, 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 I've seen, I've seen it before. I've seen it before, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've 100-year-old vet. I've had a, a lot, a lot of happiness, happiness, smiling, telling everybody that everything was beautiful every day. If I went into my church and didn't say everything was beautiful, they'd think I was sick. And, I, and I'm not that way. I mean, I'm a, uh, I, I sincerely believe in this old world that everything is beautiful. I mean, if I see, if I wake up in the morning and see these plants out here and, they, and all those flowers that are in there and the green grass on the, on the ground, that's beautiful. And people don't realize what they have. They bitch about it. And then nowadays, I am so upset 
that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what I boys. That's not what they died for. I just... It's just, just not it. I'm so sorry. It's a little bit of selective editing, but what they left out about, he's referring to the new Taylor Swift album, which I don't know if you've ever heard. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> so, uh, you, he's a little worked up. And I hate yeah. to tell you, you're in the minority uh, with that opinion. Yeah, that, that's what he's talking you about. Know, that thing says that's some what records. he's talking about. That, Every that single song on the, the <laughs> album set hit number one or something. Yeah, what is the, it's like they, yeah. 13 songs, I think, hit number one. Yeah. Something yeah. crazy. Wait. I don't know exactly, but like I know it was. Yeah. You know, I still, are, you, are you a fan? You whipped that out pretty quick. So some, somewhere, somewhere. So a festival I worked, she played um, when I was when she was first starting out. Um, uh, stagecoach. I think it was the first year of stagecoach, mm. the country version of Coachella. She doesn't play country anymore, right? No, but at no. that time she was still you know teetering, yeah. and she had just started getting big. Somewhere I have a picture of me with her. You know, I mean, she was just a kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, because this other guy with me who was young was like, oh, my God, she's, you know, beautiful. He's like, yeah. I'm afraid to go up there. Let's, will you go with me to get a picture? Mm-hmm. Somewhere I have a picture of me and her and another guy, like, uh, you know, from when she was first getting started. I wish I'm I... I'm glad you added in about, about the other guy because I was getting real weird yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like anything. 40 and she was like 13. <laughs> I don't know. No, she, I mean, it was when she was, you know, she was... Uh, she was first getting started, and she yeah. was probably like 18, 19 years old, you know, but, I mean, nothing like she is now, like, crazy. My wife's best friend is a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I, mean, that's, I can't overstate what a fan she is. Huge fan or, like, a really big fan of Taylor Swift? Or no, like, she's fat. Had, okay, like yeah. fat. Okay. Really yeah. fat. Kind yeah. of likes Taylor Swift. Yeah, but yeah. really fat. Yeah, gigantic. Um, and she... Uh, <laughs> When I was out there visiting them, just swore to me that Taylor Swift was an absolute genius. And I think we actually talked about this when I came back mm-hmm. from Tennessee yeah. on the pod. Um, I personally don't see it. I, um, I mean, I'm, but I'm, what do you guys say? You guys are more, you know, music. I, you guys can play me a Taylor Swift song. I, don't, I couldn't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I remember she had that hit. I think this was when she was first starting out. The, um, we're never getting back together song. Right? Yeah, I think that was one of our first yeah. big ones. I don't catchy. know. I'm not really a fan. Catchy tune. Not a but, fan. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know the music either, so it's hard for me to say. Music. I just assume it's terrible music. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about her in particular, but most of the people in her position do not write their own music. Um, I think she's... Almost, no, like, almost none. Almost none. Like, I no. believe she does. Okay. I mean, well, okay, uh, wait, 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 wait. Talking this, about this my... Some, uh, this is something we need to talk about, though. Because okay. someone who wrote the song... But has a producer are two very very different things. Yeah. So this would be a perfect example of a weird deep dive. So remember Aerosmith back in the day where it hits uh, "Dream On" and "Walk This Way." Walk this way. <laughs> yes. Um, arguably the beginnings of rap metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But um, it's all their fault. But they for that album "Pump," 
which has every single song as a hit. Yeah. There. It's Love in an Elevator and uh, Sweet Emotion and Crazy and just like, just dog shit pop music. Yeah. One after the other. That's the first one that they worked with a producer. So Aerosmith wrote the album Pump, but a producer turns it into yeah. what, what is Permanent Vacation, I think it was called. So Taylor Swift, when you say that she writes her own music, and I, I know this firsthand, she goes in and like, I got her, here's my verse, here's my chorus. And the, you know, you have a producer goes like, great, get the fuck out of here for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put this into, whip this into shape and I'll bring you back. Yeah. And I, and I think like you, Very you can, view. you can find <laughs> out this stuff pretty easily by looking up the ASCAP or, or yeah. CSAC or BMI. Yeah, you gotta follow the, the royalties. Like all the publishing companies, if you look at the royalties, like if you look up like, um, you know, some country Western star that you think is a genius and then you look up his CSAC or is, is BMI or whatever with the publishing companies, all of a sudden you're going to see like eight people, this whole writing team wrote this song. Not I actually song. have uh, some uh, inside information that... Yeah. Uh, Kelly gave me his phone here. Uh, Vanessa says... Uh, okay, uh, Kelly I asked, asked, does T-Swift write her own music? One, two, three, 100,000%. Yes, she's a genius. Okay. Okay, okay so, so you can it. take your ASCAP <laughs> and your BMI and your little <laughs> spreadsheets that you looked at and, you know, from being an insider in the music industry for the last two decades. And no, sorry. I, I mean, I don't, 100, I don't know. thousand <laughs> percent. You're wrong. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know that Taylor Swift is one of those people. I'm just saying, like, you know, Britney Spears. Chances like, are. You know, one of the people that write a lot of those people's stuff is, like, Sia. You know, that, uh, that pop star Sia, um, she, she is actually one of the big writers for those people. It's like pretty she, cool when you see every once in a while, because a lot of these guys are the writers because they're actually amazing songwriters, but mm -hmm. they don't have like the look. The chops or, or the whatever. look. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you have a guy like Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, who had been writing, I just learned this recently, had been writing hits for artists for years and just like, here's another hit, here's another mm -hmm. hit. And I was like... This guy's pretty talented. Like, I know he doesn't look like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, you know, he doesn't have like frosted tips and wears women's yeah. jeans for some reason. But Toby Keith. Toby Keith, thank you. That's the guy I was trying to think of. <laughs> and because of, I was listening to an interview with Luke Combs, who uh -huh. I think is a phenomenal songwriter. And um, because Chris Stapleton got big, it opened up the door for other Husky like not good looking country musicians, even using his words. Like, yeah, if it wasn't for Chris Stapleton, like, I don't know if he would have gave me a chance. Well, I mean, look just, at that. Just, like big fat Well, neck. Chris Christopherson was that guy back in the yeah. 60s. Yeah. Wrote everyone's, wrote the right. best music for everyone. Yeah. But so, himself never really got that. And he was in Convoy, which is a severely underrated movie. So I, I met Chris Christopherson. Really? And it was really awesome. This is over a decade ago, well over a decade ago. Um, I was, I was, working again um and i had to take something to his dressing room it was a trailer um it was at a festival and so i go and i knock on the door and they're you know come in and i go in and it's just chris christopherson like laying on the ground of the trailer no you know just laying there like relaxing and i'm like hey, yeah <laughs> somebody asked for this and he's like oh yeah you know come on in i mean like those country dudes yeah. just the nicest guys nice just, especially back in that era oh man know, like and, and he was such a poet like him and Shel Silverstein, yeah, those guys that just wrote like, just they were in it for the art. Yeah, they, they never uh, really got a ton of fame. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some good dudes I met like at some of those shows, like some some big country artists that were super nice. I love the story of him Paul calling McCartney. out Toby Keith, um, because he was in Vietnam 
apparently. Chris oh, Christopherson. Okay. Yeah. And uh, flew helicopters, I think. And uh, there was a, it must have been a Rolling Stone article by Ethan Hawke. And he spent a lot of time with Chris Christopherson. And they were at Willie Nelson's 75th birthday. And they were all kind of hanging out um, backstage or in the hallway or whatever. And Toby Keith said to Chris Christopherson, Hey, Chris, none of that lefty shit tonight, all right? And Chris just got in his face. And he's like, what'd you say to me, boy? And he's like, well, he's like, don't what me, boy. He's like, do you ever cash a check for killing from Uncle Sam for killing another man? And he's just like, <laughs> uh, uh, and just like fully put him in his place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then he turned to uh, Ethan Hawke and he goes, he said, he goes, uh, I remember what he said. He goes, okay. Yeah. Uh, people like that do for country music what pantyhose did for finger fucking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if we've actually started the show. Usually I hear you guys hit a button that says let's start the show. Uh we just like to <laughs> warm up and riff. Yeah, you guys ready to get into this? Are we, are we so, well, I, I have one more thing if we if we uh yeah. you know, unless unless I'm sure you probably have some topics you want to talk about instead of just, you know, me catching up with Matt from, you know, not seeing him for a few years, but All good. Um I really I'm just wondering about the Beatles. Why you hate the Beatles so much? Um I can't say that I Good hate morning. the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. Do you? Uh, I just, it's, it's just, um, I guess my perception of it is it's just let it go. And yeah. I, not I, let it be. Not I do hate be. boomer nostalgia. It's just like, okay. it's just, yeah, because you know, back, and they just don't do, shut up, shut up. Do, so, so I was just wondering if it was like a specific like because like there are I, I actually do not like the music. Okay, I just I don't like that kind of music. Well, it's it's weird because I feel like they went through so many iterations. Like they had, and their, I don't like, like any of it. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's also it's just the it just people won't let it go. This it's is something like, that I would have asked you not on the podcast yeah. too because like we've talked about music a lot, but you know, we've gotten this question a lot though. But but yeah. the, so so the thing is, I didn't like the Beatles. Until well after I met Matt, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I was I always felt the same way. But then I kind of was like, oh, this poppy stuff's kind of cool, like the early, very very early stuff. Yeah. And then some of the stuff that got a little bit serious after that, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's cool. But then like Rubber Soul, where it's like them like with sitars and like spirit, <laughs> I'm like, dude, fuck this shit. And then like the White Album that everybody's like, oh my god, it's the best album. That's the worst one to me. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh. So I'm like, I'm more about like the uh, you know the the uh, British version of the Beach Boys, you know, their really mm-hmm. early stuff. I'm just like, I can put it on and listen to it. But yeah, I kind of feel the same way as you, but I, I don't. So the Beach it. Boys was a band that I do oh, think dude. was amazing. Dude. Um, it's it's also, I just have a, I just, for whatever the way that my wiring is, I have a, a natural inclination when, when something's ever present and just constant, which is why I like during like, I get cranky like, during like the NBA finals. Like, stop talking to me about. I don't care. I'm tired. It's it's on the TV every night, everywhere I go. Everyone's talking about this. I'm just so sick of hearing about this thing. The Beatles have been like that my entire life. Do you think that's because yeah. of a I, Northern California thing? Because in San Francisco, that's how it is with Selena. I mean, in San Diego, in San Antonio, could like, be everybody like people still listen to Selena. Like you go out to a club, you're gonna hear like six Selena songs. Yeah, I also think that. There's a large contingent of music, so I don't know, like Three Doors Down or Matchbox 20 or Dishwalla or it's just... Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. There's music made for people that just don't really like music, and it's such an easy play. I just, I'm skeptical skeptical about how much critical thinking and when is someone's opinion. Exactly. We talk about like, Beatles are the best band of all time. I'm like, really? 
Yeah, why have you, have you, you thought about it? Like, that's why do you the, think that? The, when you're, someone gives you the safest answer ever, I'm always skeptical. I'm like, I don't, I'm not buying it. Well, I mean, I Paul McCartney's not even really Paul McCartney. We all know that, right? Well, he died. The yeah, real he, Paul McCartney he died, died, you know, yeah. and then yeah. Fall McCartney took over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole conspiracy theory around there. It's, oh, it's obvious. Yeah, they, I mean, they tell you in all of their album art and everything. Yeah. Then we're getting some numerology yeah. stuff. Paul yeah. is dead. <laughs> so yeah. Revolver, the ninth yeah. album, right? Okay, 9-11. Now stop me here for just a second. <laughs> I will say this, though. Have you guys ever done the... Uh, where His played? wife had one leg. There's your first one, right? So we got nine and we got one. <laughs> so we need one more one. <laughs> Have you guys done the uh, roll the record backwards thing? Yeah, the, we used to um, back in the day because you're supposed to have satanic messages. The turn me on, dead man, uh, message. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, if there's anything to like about the Beatles, that's one. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, I don't know. I I think that their music is uh, like not that incredible. When people say, "Well, it's the most revolutionary music of all time," it's like. Yeah, like it changed the way music was made. Like really? Like what was, was really what was the that? revolution? Like the, the whole world was one, and you know what I mean. We we're gonna like stand up to, you know, truth would stand to power, and then you always go like, it's always just seems to come from someone wearing a mask with a Ukraine sticker on their car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was really wondering. I was really curious about that. And I, like I said, I would ask you about it even if it wasn't here. So I figured, you know, the listeners probably wanted an explanation because they're probably like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" <laughs> They are the best band ever. We should maybe we should do an episode on why the Beatles suck. Sure. It's I also I could definitely I, fill I an hour and a half. I do these walk out the front door, as we call it, the walk out the front door kind of litmus test. Mm-hmm. And it's just um it's just uncanny to me that I know and I would I would love for someone to prove me wrong that when I drive a past someone and they got that placid look on their face looking off into nowhere and which so the first thing we can get in is like, okay, obviously no internal monologue in this person. They're just kind of... Dialogue. Every, dialogue. Everything's all right. And, you know, hands at 10 and 2 and just kind of looking off, mask alone in the car, you know, like a Prius or a Subaru or something. And you know this person would tell me that the Beatles is the best band in the world. Like, I just know. I can pull them over and ask them. It's like I almost want to, like, start betting money at some point. We should run this experiment. Yeah. Songs.